Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu nusalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. Last week uh, we talked about uh, some of the events, some of the military activities that happened after Ghazwatul Badr, uh, prior to Ghazwatul Ahad. And uh, we covered Ghazwatul uh, Bani Sulaim, Ghazwatul Bani Sulaim, Ghazwatul Bani Qaynuqa, and Ghazwatul Di Amr. Uh, these were the three we talked about, and uh, we talked about there were a few concepts. Uh, they were related to those events. Uh, one was a very clear uh, uh, means of uh, means that Rasulullah sallallahu used for uh, these activities uh, that led to Ghazwatul uh, that happened between Ghazwatul Badr and Uhud uh, that showed. Uh, his statesmanship, one. Uh, second, that showed how Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam dealt with the hypocrites, uh, and uh, uh, how Rasulullah sallallahu protected the honor and the life uh, of of the Muslims uh, or the citizens of the stage, uh, even if they are non-Muslims. And uh, the actions taken by Rasulullah sallallahu for preemptive wars. Unfortunately, uh, many uh, times uh, these days, uh, it has been discussed as if Rasulullah sallallahu never went for uh, uh, preemptive wars or in, uh, he never initiated any wars. While from these actions, it seems very obvious, very clear that there were battles or wars that were initiated by Rasulullah sallallahu And that shows that uh, uh, Islam allows that. But of, of, of course, all those battles or, or the wars were for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, meaning to raise the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, never any of those wars were done just to force uh, non-Muslims to become Muslims or to kuffar to accept Islam. It was never the intent and as a matter of fact, Islam does not even allow to force somebody to become uh, a Muslim. It is not allowed in Islam. Uh, a person who enters into folds of Islam, he enters by his own own will. And if a person who, who wants to stay uh, as a as a non-Muslim, it is allowed in Islam. Uh, that is his own will. Consequences uh, he has to pay uh, to not to accept the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, uh, uh, having said that, uh, we're gonna move to the next uh, topics. Uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the military activities that happened between Badr and Uhud, uh, after the last one that was Ghazwatu the Amr, we see that uh, there was a there was a there was a Jew. His name was Kaab bin Al Ashraf, and uh, he was uh, uh, he was very resentful, very uh, had very uh, uh, animosity against the Muslims and Islam, 
and he was very keen to inflict harm to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well as, as the Muslims, and uh, he was very open about motivating or advocating wars, uh, the war against the Muslims and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam inside the Medina and outside the Medina. He belonged to the tribe named Tay, and uh, his uh, he was from his mother's side. He was from Banu Nadir, which was a tribe of the Jews. And he was a very wealthy man. He was very handsome. And also, on top of it, he had uh, a skill of poetry as well. And uh, he was living a very luxurious life in, uh, uh, in the southeast of Medina, uh, behind uh, Banu Nadir's uh, uh, habitations. And uh, when he heard the news about the Ghazwatul Badr, that uh, how Muslims were successful, he was uh, he, he felt very terrible, and uh, and he swore that he preferred death to life uh, if this news is true. And uh, even it says that when he heard about the news about the, the killing of uh, the leaders of the Quraysh, that uh, it is better to be inside the uh, the womb of the earth than to live on top of the earth meaning he preferred death over uh, living after when he heard this and uh, when he uh, when he confirmed about rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's victory and muslims victory then he starts writing poetry against rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, start writing eulogies for the quraysh and uh, he was motivating the people to go against rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, <clears throat> for, to do this, what he did was he, he rode to Mecca and uh, he stayed with uh, Muttalib bin Wada. And over there, his wife, uh, Atika, she uh, took good care of him. And uh, now here, while he was in Mecca, he started uh, incite, uh, enticing the war uh, or the, the, the trigger of the fire of war among the among the Meccans. And he reminded them of how the Muslims basically defeated them uh, in Ghazwatul Badr. And uh, Abu Sufyan, who, uh, and the others who were listening to him, so Abu Sufyan actually asked him that uh, which religion does he prefer? The religion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the religion of the Mushrikeen? Because they, they, they were aware of, he is from the Ahlul Kitab. He was one of the Jews. And um, supposedly, from that perspective, he should have felt he was closer to Rasulullah Sallallahu or, or, or Deen of Islam instead of worshipping the idols. But uh, the hatred that he was carrying, uh, he was openly saying that he preferred he thinks that their religion is better than the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam or Islam. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions that in the Quran, in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Alam tara ila al-ladina utu nusiban min al-kitabi, yu'minuna bil-jibti wa-ta'ud, wa yaquluna lil-ladina kafaru ha'ulai ahda min al-ladina amanu sabila." The meaning of the ayah is: Have you not seen those? who were given a portion of the scripture, talking about Ahlul Kitab, or in this case specifically about uh, Ka'b ibn uh, Ashraf, 
that they believe in Egypt and Tagut. Egypt and Tagut, they were uh, two of the false gods or the statues that they used to worship, uh, the Mushrikeen of the Mecca. So they believe in the Egypt and Tagut, and they say to the disbelievers that they are better guided as regards to the way than the, 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 than the believers, the Muslims. Now, he enticed the, the kuffar of the, the, of the Meccan against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And after that, he returned back to Medina. Now, when he went, came back to Medina, he started his slanderous uh, propaganda against the Muslims. And uh, one of the nasty things that he used to do was he used to write uh, uh, like a dirty kind of a poetry against the Muslim women. He started defaming the Muslim women. And uh, now this situation became unbearable. So he was basically breaking, he was breaking the treaty, going and helping uh, or enticing the Meccans against Rasulullah and the Muslims. And then when he came back to Medina, and now he started... Uh, campaign against the, the, the Muslims, especially it was going against Rasulullah and the Muslim women. Upon which Rasulullah because the situation became very unbearable, so he asked, This hadith is reported by uh, Sahih Bukhari, and Rasulullah basically he said, that who is ready to kill Ka'ab bin Ashraf? Who has really hurt Allah and his messenger? And there are different ahadith uh, that talk about this incident. Uh, so upon which uh, Muhammad bin Maslamah, radiallahu an, when he was asked this question, man li Ka'ab bin Ashraf, meaning who's going to go after Ka'ab bin Ashraf? So uh, bin Ash- uh, Muhammad bin Maslamah, he wants to make sure so he goes, أَتُحَبُّ أَنْ أَقْتُلَهُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ So he said, very want to make sure this is what Rasulullah meant. Do you want uh, to kill him? And Rasulullah said, نعم. So he agreed. So it became very clear what was the command of Rasulullah about Ka'ab bin Ashraf. <clears throat> now, uh, when this incident happened, and there are the rest of the hadith also, inshallah, I'll go uh, in a way so we, we can connect the, the dots properly and understand the story around it. So uh, when this uh, incident happened, actually there were uh, other five sahaba also, they agreed with, uh, with uh, Muhammad bin Maslama that they will go along with him. And that included uh, one of the person, his name was Abu Naila. Abu Naila, whose real name was Salkan bin Salama, he was the foster brother of uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf. Okay, so these five people agreed. Muhammad bin Maslam, Maslama was the leader among them, who was going to complete this uh, assassination attempt that was directed by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam for uh, against uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf. So before he was leaving, he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that uh, does he have the uh, basically uh, a permission to go after him any means he can use? And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allowed him, meaning what are the words he can use and these kind of things. 
whether he can lie or not. In this case, it was allowed. So he went, uh, uh, Muhammad Maslama, he went to Ka'ab bin Ashraf and he started saying about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said to Ka'ab, this man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has made up his mind to collect charity from us. And this has put us to great hardship. When he, when he, uh, when he heard this, Ka'ab said, By Allah, you will be put up to more trouble by him. And Muhammad Muslim answered, No doubt. Now we have to become his followers and we do not like to forsake him until we see what turn his affairs will take. I want that you should give, so I want you to give me some loan now, he said. So he said, what will you mortgage? Muhammad al-Maslama was not only used to write poetry like this, he was also uh, from his actions, he was a person with bad character. And uh, so when he asked for some loan, so he said, well, you have to give me some uh, rahan. Rahan is... uh, the money that you, uh, or something that you give as a security deposit, uh, or I'm not sure the mortgage is the right word, so as a security deposit for, for uh, or a pawn, or you can call it say. So you can pawn the money. Now, so he said, uh, can you give your women as the, uh, as the money, security money, for the debt that you're going to take? So Muhammad bin Maslama said, uh, how can we give our men, to, women to you while you are one of the most handsome men uh, of, uh, of the Medina? So then he goes, how about you give uh, your, your sons or your children as, uh, as a security deposit? So Muhammad Maslama goes, that would be uh, very embarrassing for us that that child will be reminded of later in his life that he was uh, he was he was given as a security deposit for one wasaq or two wasaq meaning wasaq is one of the measures of uh, 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 of the goods that they, they, they used to weigh now so then he goes how about if we give you our weapons as a security deposit and uh, Ka'b bin Ashraf agreed now Abu, Abu Naila after that, so he went back, okay, uh, uh, Abu Naila went to his brother again, uh, his brother as well, uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf, and he started talking the similar way, that uh, how the life is becoming difficult while Rasulullah is here, and uh, so saying things against Rasulullah in a manner that uh, to gain the confidence of Ka'ab bin Ashraf. And at the end, Abu Naila also got the similar kind of uh, understanding along with him that he will uh, he will uh, he will bring his weapons as uh, as a security deposit. And not only that, he said, I have few other guys also who would like to do the same thing. Now, what Muhammad bin Maslama and and uh, Abu Naila, the foster brother of Kaab bin Ashraf, was uh, Abu Naila was a Muslim, of course. So. What they did here, they made a plan in a way. Now, Ka'ab bin Ashraf agreed to allow Muhammad bin Maslama and Abu Naila to bring a couple of more guys along with them with the weapons. So they can loan some money from Ka'ab bin Ashraf. 
Now, what they were planning was, so they, they, they got the way of bringing weapons along with them, but these five guys are coming together to Kaab bin Ashraf, and he will have no problem seeing them with the weapons. So, so when when they so one of the night time they went out with Rasulullah so after this planning was done they went back to Rasulullah they told him about <coughs> the plan and uh, Rasulullah uh, walked along with them until they reached to Baqi al Gharqat and uh, they they reached there and over there from there Rasulullah allowed them to go uh, to their mission and he went back and started making dua uh, on their behalf. Now, when uh, Abu Naila went to Ka'ab bin Ashraf and he called them out during the night time and uh, he came out and uh, when he was coming out, he was recently got married and uh, his wife, uh, she heard the voice Fabunaila, and uh, she said she doesn't feel right for uh, for him to go out. She she felt something bad about the situation. And Abunaila said, <clears throat> "How can I not go when I have been called called out by my brother?" So he said, "There's there's nothing wrong, and he everything is fine," and he went out. And uh, Abu Naila, basically, uh, when he saw him, so he, first of all, he called him from a little bit far away from his uh, place. So he, he said he smelled something good from him. So Abu Naila, uh, 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 Ka'ab bin Ashraf, uh, uh, he, he said that was uh, from the perfume that he was using. So Abu Naila said, I like to smell it. So he came closer to him. He smelled it, and they said, okay, let's go walk a little bit away from here. And uh, it was, uh, so they started walking, and then Abu Naila said again, uh, I like to uh, smell the perfume again. It was a nice perfume. And they, they, Abu Naila had uh, Muhammad al-Maslama and uh, other three Sahaba along with him. So now next time he went closer to him, now he grabbed him, and uh, they started uh, attacking him and while they were attacking actually one of the Sahaba along with him his name was Al-Harith bin Aus and uh, he was actually wounded by their own swords by mistake and he was bleeding badly but uh, they were able to uh, kill uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf here now but they, they hurried up they reached to ba- uh, Baqil Gharqad and they shouted Allahu Akbar Rasulullah heard them and realized that they have killed, uh, they had killed the enemy of Allah, uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf. And uh, as they saw him, he, he said, he said with a very cheerful face, uh, cheerful, he said, Cheer, cheerful faces are yours. In reply, they said, and yours, O Messenger of Allah. And they handed the head of Ka'ab bin Ashraf. And Rasulullah wasallam, he, he praised them about their success. Now, when this incident happened, after that, the, the Yahud of the Medina, they learned, the, the, because they, when they found out about the death of uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf, so they, they got scared. 
And now, even though they were very hard-hearted and uh, 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 they, were, they were plotting against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but when they saw the action of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, now they little bit uh, hesitated to do anything against Rasulullah sallallahu and uh, they remained silent. Now they stopped their activities at least openly, and uh, they showed their fake adherence to the 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 covenant that agreement of the pact that they signed with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, now this gave gave Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at least a, uh, some safety net uh, within the Medina so now he can focus uh, more on the on the mushrikeen uh, of the Mecca as as we have already talked about previous uh, last week's talk there was Banu Qainuqa was already defeated by Rasulullah Sallallahu and they were thrown out of the Medina uh, or sorry, the skirts of the Medina. And now, besides that, there were a couple of other uh, tribes like Banu Sulaim who were planning or plotting to attack Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Rasulullah Sallallahu took care of those tribes as well. So that gave them some, uh, some safety. So there are a couple of things that we I want to highlight here about uh, the assassination of Ka'b bin Ashraf. Number one, it was an action initiated by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. One, because he was dishonoring the the, the, the Muslim women, and uh, he was uh, enticing the the, the kuffar of Mecca to fight against the Muslims. While he was under a covenant, under agreement with Rasulullah, so he was a rebel as well. So there are reasons behind that that Rasulullah took an action. Now that's one aspect. Second aspect is Rasulullah وسلم, uh, allowed the Muslims to use the, uh, the, the 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 trickery in this case, because in the case of the war, it is allowed. So. When Muhammad Maslama and uh, Abu Naila went to talk to Ka'ab bin Ashraf, they actually said, uh, they, they did, uh, uh, if you want to say the word, uh, as, as they, 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 they lied about, about certain things to him. Uh, and third thing is, they planned well. It's not a haphazard action. Rather, it was a very well-planned uh, action done by the Sahaba. Under the leadership of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rasulullah agreed with the planning that they, they did. Okay, uh, because unfortunately, many a times when it comes to doing Islamic actions, uh, many of uh, uh, many of the Muslims we we think of it as if that uh, we don't have to prepare for our actions. Uh, we just leave everything on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We just do a tawakkalullah. Uh, tawakkalullah is something that we do all the time. Meaning we rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. It's not the issue of, uh, uh, it's, it's an issue of iman. It's not the issue of the action itself. For action we have to prepare, but for iman we always rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any action we are undertaking, before even we undertake an action, we rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While we're taking an action, we rely on Allah. And while after the action is done, we still rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when it comes to tawakkal, tawakkal is a matter of iman that is always there. When it comes to doing an action, we have to use 
all the asbab, all the means that are required to come, uh, to undertake an action. So that's the uh, these are the, a few of the lessons. Inshallah, we should remember when we are uh, uh, when we are looking at uh, these incidents that Rasulullah was part of. Now, uh, after uh, Kaab, assassination of Kaab ibn Ashraf, uh, Rasulullah went after one of the caravans of of the Quraysh. Uh, this was this happened in the uh, in the Rabi' uh, Thani of the third Hijrah. Uh, so it's uh, prior to Hazrat Ahad after Hazrat Al Badr. And Rasulullah as usual, whenever he left Medina in these kind of Ghazawat, he used to leave a caretaker. In this case, he left Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum as the caretaker of the Medina. And uh, in this campaign or in this Ghazwa, Rasulullah had 300 warriors. And they headed towards uh, uh, Bukhran. Uh, this is the area in the Al-Furu'. And the, the Rasulullah stayed there for about two months. No fighting happened. And they just did the patrolling. Uh, and uh, that patrolling itself was also one of the, uh, the tools to make sure that the people around Medina, they are aware of the power of Rasulullah that this is there's a state over there, there's a, uh, and Rasulullah is expanding the the place uh, the, the power of Rasulullah was expanding. So, uh, uh, so that that is another thing that Rasulullah used to do, even if the fight was the fight did not happen. And uh, in, in Ibn, Ibn Hisham actually mentions uh, two different reports. One talks about that it was against uh, Rasulullah was after the caravan. The other one talks about the Banu Sulaim actually was trying to reach. Uh, to try to plot against Rasulullah that that is a weak uh, report because uh, Banu Sulaim is in a different area completely than where Rasulullah went to because uh, Rasulullah was in the area of Al Furu, it is in the uh, different area than Banu Sulaim. So Rasulullah was after the caravan of the Quraysh. Now after this Ghazwat al Bukhran, Rasulullah sent another expedition that was under Zayd bin al-Haritha and uh, the, the, this is called uh, Sariya Zayd bin al-Haritha um, and this was one of the most successful campaign we want to call it after Ghazwat al-Badr prior to Ghazwat al-Ahad and this one happened in the Jumad al-Thaniya of the third year of the Hijrah um, the incident actually started off because of uh, uh, because of the Meccans, actually, they were they realized that that their caravans are not protected anymore when they are going towards Syria, and uh, going north, going Syria was one of the uh, the most uh, uh, if you want to call it the, they they were very dependent on the, those the, the, those trades towards uh, Syria on the north, and they used to have. Uh, uh, two different kinds of trades in the winter they used to go south towards uh, towards Yemen and during the summer they used to go to uh, Syria uh, I mean, uh, and I've already talked about it when I'm saying Syria in the context of Rasulullah's uh, Syria we always think of Syria as Bilad al-Sham as a whole uh, not just the Syria of today uh, that, that, that include uh, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Palestine and part of Iraq and uh, part of, I believe, uh, the Turkey as well. So these were the uh, so so, so the, uh, the the their trade routes was towards uh, uh, towards uh, Syria and Meccans actually 
they were kind of scared of sending their caravans now. So what they did now was uh, they they want to go, they, they cannot stop their trade. And Rasulullah uh, was becoming uh, an Islamic state at that time was becoming a problem for them. So now they were thinking of going to, they still have to go to Syria, but with a different route, a longer route uh, across the Najat to Iraq, basically. And for that, they uh, appointed uh, Furat ibn Hayyan uh, as the guide, and Safwan bin Umayyah is the one who was going to lead that out, meaning that he's the one who's the leader. Now, what happened was, there was one of the Sahabi, his name was Sulayt ibn Nu'aym. And uh, he was actually drinking with Naim bin Mas'ud, al-Ashja'i, he was a kafir. Now, so this was uh, before the ayat regarding the drinking were revealed. So drinking was halal at that time, and they were drinking together, and uh, uh, out of... Uh, uh, he, uh, for, while they were drinking, Naim ibn al-Masud al-Ashja'i, who was a kafir, he became drunk and he spelled out, spelled out the whole uh, uh, plan of, uh, of the Quraysh, how they were going to take the trade route to Bilad al-Sham. Now, when Naim, Sulayt bin Naim, when Naim found out, right away, he hurried up to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he reported the, the whole thing, uh, the the whole pl- plan of the Quraysh. Rasulullah sallallahu right away he gathered a uh, hundred horsemen under the leadership of Zayd bin, ha- bin al Haritha, and uh, he dispatched them to intercept the caravan. And uh, they captured uh, Furat ibn Hayyan, which was was a, was the leader, was a who was the guide, and. Uh, uh, they they had uh, a lot of uh, prisoner of wars were ga- uh, were gathered and they they were able to uh, to uh, gather uh, spoils of war from that caravan and after taking the one fifth to, uh, to Allah and His Messenger which is for the state Rasulullah distributed the rest of the spoil of war between the uh, between the fighters now. The, this uh, the, this episode or the, 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 this situation that happened uh, that the Muslims foiled Quraysh's plan uh, to f- uh, of, of finding the new trade, this economic siege created a big problem for Makkah now because now they 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 kind of a block to do their uh, their trade and Makkans were uh, were already uh, they were already angry about the loss in Ghazwatul Badr. So now they 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 could not uh, they could not resist and they started calling other tribes to take the revenge of the Badr because now they really did not have any other option because now the Muslims have came out as as a state that was powerful they kind of suppress or took care of all the uprisings that were happening within the Medina and around the surroundings of the Medina. So um, uh, Meccans were kind of a corner. They had to accept Rasulullah as a power because they are not able to do the trade. And uh, so now they only have two options now. Either completely uh, shut up about this uh, Rasulullah becoming a powerful uh, state over there or, uh, and uh, stop their trades to Syria, which is a huge problem for them. 
So they had to come up with a with with an action in which they had to try again to uproot uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Sahaba from the Medina. Uh, and this defeat of uh, Badr was already burning in their hearts, and uh, now they started uh, calling each other to fight against uh, against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And the people who were really uh, uh, spearheading this. Uh, uh, this action now was Akrama bin Abi Jahl, the son of uh, Abu Jahl, Safwan bin Umayyah, uh, Abu Sufyan, bin, uh, Abu Sufyan, who was the one actually who was whose whose caravan was the one they uh, they went out for the Ghazat al-Badr to, to 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 protect, and Abdullah bin Abi Rabia. So they they are the one who started the campaign against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to go and crush Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at one time. Now. The, uh, as this uh, because of because of this campaign, they were able to uh, get support from two well-known tribes. One was Kinana, another one was Tihama. Besides some uh, uh, some Bedouins, uh, from which are Bedouin Ahbash, and uh, now they also decided that they will they will they will spend the amount of wealth that they were able to protect. From the caravan of Abu Sufyan, which was which was made up of thousand camels and about fifty thousand dinars, and that will be devoted for the army. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about them. Allah says about their, their, how they are, they prepare to fight against the Muslims. Allah uh, by wealth and by their life and everything. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "In the ladina kafaru yunfiquna amwalahum liyusudu an sabilillah." فَسَيُنْفِقُونَهَا ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ حَسَرَةً ثُمَّ يُغْلَبُونَ وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ يُحْشَرُونَ Verily, those who disbelieve spend their wealth to, to, to hinder men from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so they continue to spend it but in the end it will become an anguish for them then they will be overcome so, uh, so this is uh, this is how they start gathering the wealth and the people around them. And uh, for that, not only when they used to go out for these kind of campaigns, they used to not go out, out just with the fighters. They used to take their poets with them, with the with their women who are uh, providing different kinds of pleasures to them uh, and different kind of people to give, to amuse them, to entertain them on the way. I mean, for them, this is dunya is everything. So they had to come up with all those things. So now while they were going, Safwan bin Umayyah, he actually uh, convinced Abu Azza, one of the poets, to come along with them. And he said that he will give them the riches after the war. And, uh, and if he uh, is killed, then he made sure that his daughters will be supported. This is the same Abu Azza that was actually... Uh, one of the prisoners of wars of the Ghazatul Badr. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu was gracious enough to let him go because he cried about his daughters. And without the ransom, he was, uh, he was let go. But with one promise, that he will not participate fighting against the Muslims again. While in this case, as we can see, now Safwan bin Umayyah, he convinced him to go against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam again. So he is one of those people who came along with uh, with the kuffar now. Now, 
Abu Sufyan uh, was the one who had the most grudge against the Muslims, and uh, uh, because he, he had lost most of his supplies in Ghazwat uh, al that we talked about last week, and uh, he he had uh, he, he alone is the one he's he's the one who uh, had a heavy loss, economic loss. Uh, and the Quraysh that sustained in the aftermath of events that uh, uh, that that was during the during the battle between between Red and Haritha, who came with a hundred horsemen uh, against the caravan. So Abu Sufyan uh, had the most grudge against the Muslim because he felt that he, he has lost a lot. Now, uh, because of all these. Um, as, as I mentioned, the successive failures that the Quraysh had between Ghazat al-Badr and Uhud, so now they were heading towards the Uhud. So Meccans also decided to bring their women also, as I mentioned. And uh, one of the women who came along with them was, uh, uh, was the Hind, the wife of Abu Sufyan. And uh, when, they, <clears throat> when, they reached, uh, when they reached to um, uh, close to Medina, uh, they, they, when they got closer to the grave of the mother of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, her her advice was, let's dig up the grave of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu mother, just to uh, just, just in uh, what you call uh, just in spite to 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 go against, do something against the Muslims, against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but the Quraysh. They themselves actually abstained from that because they understood that uh, the consequence could be very devastating if they lose or something uh, something goes wrong. So they did not undertake the action. But that was one of the things that she suggested. But while they were uh, uh, on the way to Medina, uh, Abbas radiallahu an, who was the uncle of Rasulullah he was watching this whole all the, the movement and uh, he sent. Uh, one of the, the guys, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to report him that how the Quraysh were preparing to fight against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So before even the uh, Quraysh made it to the place which is called Wadi al-Aqiq, uh, close to uh, the, 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 the uh, Uhud, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa already got the report about, uh, uh, about the, uh, the Quraysh are attacking the Muslims. So now, when this report was reached Rasulullah Sallallahu the whole Medina was on the alert now. And uh, all the men, they already, they were wearing heavy uh, uh, arms now. And even during the prayer time, they, they had the arms and they were, uh, they were protecting Rasulullah Sallallahu especially. And there were a group of uh, people who were protecting Rasulullah that included uh, some of the leaders of of the Ansar, that Saad ibn Mu'ad, Usaid ibn Hudayr, and Saad ibn Ubadah. So they were keeping an eye on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in case that they attack or they raid the Medina uh, so they can protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So on the third, uh, 6th of Shawwal, uh, third year of the Hijrah, uh, the, the army of the Meccans, they reached to Wadi al-Aqiq and they camped themselves uh, the place called uh, Ainan near uh, was, uh, near uh, the Mount Jabal al They camped there and they were going to launch the the, the, the war against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from there. So uh, we're gonna stop here, uh, inshallah, and uh, we'll continue.
from there on next week because this is a good stop because after that there are a lot of new incidents happen that uh, right, right right before the the, the real battle of the Salah. So if there is any questions or comments about the topic covered today, inshallah I will uh, try to answer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.